0: Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020. We're at the New Warehouse Podcast booth. I'm now joined by Vince Martinelli. He is the head of product and marketing for Right Hand Robotics. You may remember Vince. We talked to him uh, back at Promat last year uh i guess it was shorter than a year ago um so a lot of things have been happening with right-hand robotics over the past year so we're going to check in with him and see uh what's new since promat and uh, they won a won a big award at promat too so yes. so we'll see how uh, things have grown for them since then uh so vince welcome to the show how are you
1: yeah thank you kevin i'm fine yeah uh, how
0: uh how are you enjoying modex so far
1: so far so good of course you know there's a uh, all the travel concerns and so right. on and we're mm-hmm. like everyone here learning to do the modex bump. I <laughs> know, uh, we <laughs> Instead just did a couple a, a couple bumps, yeah, yeah,
0: when we came in the booth here. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us I guess give us a little background maybe for uh, some newer listeners about right hand robotics just what you guys do. Oh
1: sure. Yeah, uh right hand right hand robotics, we make a uh, data driven uh, robotic piece picking system, mm-hmm. autonomous piece picking. Right. Um, it's meant to provide predictable fulfillment mm-hmm. for businesses like e-commerce or grocery fulfillment or right. other retail, uh, scalable, modular. You know, It's a, a simple picking machine
0: definitely and it and for uh, i guess to give some visualization through words yes. uh here so when we're talking about that it's kind of like a right-hand robotics it's uh it's like an arm it's actually picking the piece whereas you know a lot of other uh robotics are just kind of moving the product around yes. this is actually taking and picking the each right
1: yes it is yes mm-hmm. you know um i looked at some statistics recently mm-hmm. worldwide e-commerce last year it was three and a half trillion dollars that's insane according to sources you know yeah um Yeah, it's really insane when you think that e-commerce was zero in 1995. Right. It's basically when it starts, right? Yeah. So 25 years, $3.5 trillion, right? Yeah. So anyways, unlike traditional store replenishment, Mm -hmm. which is pallet-based or case-based primarily, not 100%, but um, e-commerce is all each picking, right? Right. So that's a stunning scale. Mm -hmm. It's still growing at 15% or more a year. So it's going to double in four or five years. Mm -hmm. So all this item handling where the shopper used to walk around the store for free and grab the item, right? right. Free re- labor for the retailer, basically. Right. Uh, it's getting exported off to fulfillment centers. Mm. So uh, there's all these tasks of between the ASRS and the sortation and the packout where right. product's flowing, but it's got to get touched one at a time, you know, 24 seven around the world, right? Definitely,
0: definitely. And so, mm. and so a lot of the robotics companies, automation companies, you know, they're really focused on moving, moving that product to where it needs to be to get picked, but uh you guys are kind of one of the, some of the first to actually do the actual physical piece picking yes. with the robotic arm right so yes so tell us kind of i guess maybe how did that kind of come about how did you guys figure out that uh technology and that kind of eventually led you to win the award ProMat last yeah. year too right
1: so our uh founding team mm-hmm. started as researchers in grasping technology robotic right. grasping mm-hmm. some of these guys have been doing it for 10 or more years you know right. deep research and so on and um Around 2012 2013, mm-hmm. they participated in a DARPA challenge, mm-hmm. uh, driven by the military's uh, interest okay. in finding robotic solutions to deal with roadside explosives. Right. Right. And so the the competition was a series of tasks where who could make a gripper mm-hmm. uh, that could grab a key off of a table, or turn okay. a doorknob, or you know pick a basketball, and all these different mm-hmm. things. Right. So the the guys who would go on to found Right Hand Robotics mm. uh, had a gripper design that had a a few ideas baked into it, Mm -hmm. Uh, under actuated fingers, Mm -hmm. meaning you're not trying to control every movement, you allow some compliance, so the fingers can rotate a little bit, they have some torsional flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, The the bio inspiration for the gripper Mm -hmm. is uh, raptors, you know, birds of prey. Oh, okay. So if, yeah. if you're primarily just going to grab things, right? But you don't need to walk on this you know, <laughs> on yeah, the fingers, yeah. and you don't need to uh, I don't know, do all the other things people do with their hands and feet, right? Mm-hmm. So you simplify the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to allow as much tolerance and flexibility. So if you don't grab things perfectly, mm-hmm. you can keep going. You know, you, you, you still get them, right? right? Um, so there there are several ideas they put in there. Mm-hmm. It was around that time that Amazon started sponsoring the picking challenge. So right. there was some interest in piece picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, our founders got introduced to folks who had been in automation field, mm-hmm. including guys like Mick Mounts, who founded Kiva Systems. Okay. He's currently on our board of directors, right? right. So after talking to Mick and others, uh, they said, "Hey, we got this cool gripping technology, but we think we want to do a business. Right. Not, no idea what to do." Mm-hmm. They said, "Well, you should look at material handling, warehouses, e-commerce. Mm-hmm. That, that's the unsolved problem, the holy grail, you know, yeah. uh, of getting a, a robot to grab the items." Mm-hmm. Right. So. That that started the company. We're about five years old now, seventy people. Mm-hmm. As you know, last year we introduced Right Pick Two. Right. It's our second generation of mm-hmm. product. The gripper itself's on the fifth commercial generation. Okay. And of course we're already laying the groundwork for, for the newer ones, right? Right. But um yeah, so this year, uh from last year to this year, Right Pick Two, right. which debuted at ProMat, mm-hmm. is now out in the field. It's you know what we're showing in the booth this year, but right. it's also at all the production sites. Okay. Um, And so that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, it had more processor power because you got to do all this image processing in the background. Right. So there's some high-end. It's
0: actually recognizing what it needs to pick. Correct. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, And for that, the vision system is based on the RealSense technology, Mm -hmm. which uh, you know they came out in the last couple years, and have really uh, helped. You'll see a lot of RealSense cameras around the show here today. Mm -hmm. Many of the, you know, it's it's a wonderful uh, flexible vision camera that one can use. Right. Mm Um, so anyways, you know, we've been working on, or we're always working on the same things, right? Yeah. Uh, increasing the range of items we can pick at okay. high rate, high reliability, three Rs, and doing it by combining the hand, the vision, or the eyes, mm-hmm. and coordinating them together as effectively as possible, right? So these, these two ideas. So last fall, let's see, we announced, uh, we'd previously announced a project in Japan. Okay. Uh, with a company called Paltec Corporation. Yeah. Okay. Paltec is the largest wholesaler of consumer packaged goods in Japan. Every day they're shipping to every convenience store in Japan. It's a huge business, multi-billion dollars. So uh, we have been working with them through some early trials, through some bake-offs, through a a brownfield uh, pilot project and so on to get an integrated system they can put in the new Greenfield Mm -hmm. uh, Distribution Center. That opened last October and has been kind of scaling and wrapping up over the past few months. Mm -hmm. So um, this year we have actually some videos in our booth of, showing you multiple robots in the facility picking items and uh, at scale yeah Um, one of the big challenges in japan is if you make even a cosmetic blemish to the outer package of a product Mm. it's unsellable so things that we wouldn't bat an eye at if you got it shipped to your house uh in japan the retailer will will i mean the wholesaler even will say yeah that doesn't pass my uh, quality yeah i mean their
0: quality standards are super high high, right Mm. so
1: you know the integration there added some new functionality different mm-hmm. ways we grab sometimes with just the suction just the finger or all of the above right. depending upon the package type mm-hmm. and that information is coming from the wms to our system basically saying pick this item mm-hmm. b- but pick it extra gentle because it's a kind of a flimsy package you know? Got so, right, okay. yeah
0: right. um, very smart yeah yeah mm-hmm. so
1: so that's been fun. Uh, you mentioned, actually, so with the Japan project, mm-hmm. we opened an office in Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, actually set up an entity in Japan Yeah. Uh, late last year. Okay. And then with projects in Europe, we now have a small office in Europe. Mm-hmm. We just did a press release on that a week or so ago. Okay. Again, we were hoping to be a Logimat this year, but... Uh, yeah. With that being canceled, we, we had to uh, sort of uh, adjust our plans, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and partners, uh, I think you and I were talking earlier about some of the partnerships. Yeah. yeah, I
0: saw them. Um, I was over at Manhattan were talking to them, and yeah. I saw that you guys have a robot there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's really interesting. You know, uh, the folks at Manhattan, I think recognizing that both mobile robots and picking robots, this new class of automation is right. is emerging. Mm-hmm. They wanna make sure that they're investing time and effort mm-hmm. so that uh, the various software packages they offer for, right. for you know, guys who run warehouses mm-hmm. can communicate, interact, uh, and there's uh, API connections to, to these mm-hmm. different systems. So last spring, we became one of the inaugural members of this Manhattan automation network okay. which is uh, intended to basically give their customers and others confidence that mm-hmm. if you want to buy a robot you know you can be you can trust that it's going to be able to feed data up to the WMS right. take pick instructions from the WMS and so on and so forth right so you know it's an important thing for us and others it, you know bringing uh, new automation to the warehouse industry to fulfillment and so on material right. handling it's uh, you know if you take our robot and put it in the middle of the warehouse well there's still all these other systems there's layers of software yeah. you know it's 10 to 20 football a field size facility right yeah, you know yeah. so uh, as much as we'd love to have everyone design all of that around our robot it's just not the way it works right It's not going to so we yeah. have to be as simple to integrate as plug and play as possible mm-hmm. that's why we're open to Partners and uh, relationships with integrators and software providers, and so
0: on. definitely. So, so talk to us too a little bit about you know talk about the partnerships and you know all these other different systems that are working around each other and doing all these different things on, in the warehouse. But you know, one of the big things I think that I'm taking away from Modex this year is seeing the partnerships, but also the collaboration. So, so how is some kind of collaboration with you guys? How is that helping you think the industry overall kind of progress in the robotics field?
1: Yeah. I think if you look at again the pathway mm-hmm. for how technology gets to the the end user, the the retailer, or right. the organization running the warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, at some level, they can't have ten disparate software systems in the facility working right. independently, right? So mm-hmm. it, it has to have kind of a a, a well thought out layered structure to it. Okay. And similarly with with the automation, how there's actually a layer where we'll sometimes take a simple digital feed from a piece of automation i'll give you an example mm-hmm. if we're going to pick an item to put onto a sorter onto right. a tilt tray sorter well we need to know if an empty tray is coming by mm. right so a person if, I, if you or i were standing there doing that induction task yeah i can see an empty tray from yeah, a non-empty tray yeah. now the robot uh, at the moment our robot is looking into the tote it's trying to figure out how to pick an item and so on mm-hmm. it's succeeded it scans a barcode it tells the WMS, I'm holding a bottle of water, mm-hmm. and it wants to be, uh, and now it needs to know an empty tray is coming. So we'll often okay. get a feed from the sorter itself because mm-hmm. it has sensors that are checking to see which trays are empty and which aren't. Yeah. So we'll be told, here comes an empty tray. Okay. We know how far away it is. Uh, And then we time it so we place it on the tray as it moves by Mm. without hitting any other item on any other tray. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, the arm's got to get in, let the item go and get out and hit the target. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot of complexity. So there's kind of a machine level communication and integration that happens on. And then our system, you know, if you look, we used to say in a northbound communication up to the higher levels of software, um, we're getting information, pick an item, Mm -hmm. uh, we send back a barcode. We'd say success. We set it in the right place, like you wanted, and we're mm. ready for the next mission. So, a lot of communication and data flowing in a couple of a couple of ways there.
0: All right, very yeah. interesting stuff. So, so now you know at Modex, uh, you know, I don't think you can walk one aisle here without seeing some kind of robot. So, yeah. so, I mean, the technology is here, automation is here, robotics is here, without a doubt. Now, what are you getting as feedback from customers? And wh- how would you say the feedback from customers has kind of changed even over just? The last year from Promat, like, yeah. what are they coming at a, a different approach to robotics now?
1: Well, I think so. I think again, most people, and, and again, if you roll the clock back to the um, uh, what's what, what's the word? You know, the uh, uh, the, the big event in 2012. Right. You know, robots, mm-hmm. Kiva Systems was bought by Amazon. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, prior to that. Not too many folks had robots. Some mm-hmm. had a Kiva system, but there weren't many other things like that out right. there. And we would come to this show because I was part of that company. And, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to convince people to buy robots. It was uh, it was hard, right? Yeah,
0: right. yeah. I'm sure you had some people that are scared of robots, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially, you know, 10 years ago, right? Yeah. I, I, 10, or 13, I don't know. I joined that company 13 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, it was a crazy idea, right? So now everybody says, oh, I need and want robots too, I think, you yeah. know? But then the question is, well, how would you use them? What's the mm-hmm. best approach, right? Um, is it AMRs? Uh, that that solves a lot of things. Is mm-hmm. it uh, picking robots, depalletizers? I mean, there's lots of choices, right? So right. we've been, uh, actually, you know, we another thing we have at the show here this week, we, we recently wrote up a, a white paper, right? Okay. And uh, it tries to say, hey, if I were the customer, how would I want to think about this? Mm-hmm. So first, first thing is, Understanding why and you want a robot, yeah. and what you think you're going to do with it, and what you feel the the the, the benefit is. What, what are you mm-hmm. shooting for? Is it just that you can't find and hire enough people to do right. some simple task like know building a pallet or picking an item or whatever? Mm-hmm. If so, okay, focus on that because. Between wanting a robot and actually successfully deploying them, right? The, the our customer is going to have to get their IT guys on board, the finance mm-hmm. guys on board, the operations people, you know, uh, uh, safety, uh, yeah. uh, cyber cybersecurity, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. All of these things are uh, before the system is live in production. Yeah, you've got you got a lot gotta of stuff go going into it. it. So yeah. if you have a new innovation group and they get excited about robots and they do a lab test. Mm-hmm doesn't mean if the other guys aren't bought in that it goes any farther right so mm-hmm. I think we, we've so our little white paper says hey step one if you're uh, a retailer or an e-commerce firm and you're thinking about robots we kind of focus on peace picking that's true of everything right first order of business think understand why you want to do it mm-hmm. okay the second thing for peace picking look at the items you need mm-hmm. to handle uh, we can go up to a couple kilograms we can pick things up to, I don't know, a foot and a half on a side and yeah. and down to a centimeter or two uh, minimum dimension, right? Okay. So we can pick a lot of things that are in the sweet spot for e-commerce, you know, probably mm. 90% of the stuff sold every day fits in that that realm, right? right. But if you have bigger items, you know, uh, toaster ovens, right? Mm. Um, our one-handed gripper thing, you know, it's not going to pick a yeah, toaster oven. Can't hold right? that, yeah. So you have to decide. Is that gonna go through a different flow in the warehouse? Mm. If someone buys a toaster oven in a book, do I need to put them in the same box? Or are they gonna ship separately? Mm. So you gotta think about the material flow, uh, the item set material flow, how you're gonna design the physical space and the right. software integration. So mm. we wrote up these thoughts in a white paper and said, you know, to anyone listening if, if they're interested they they could they can download it and so on mm-hmm. but it's a little guide to maybe how to think about your first robot automation project mm. focused toward piece picking but some of the rules apply to, to the others as well okay. so we, you know, I think um, there seem to be enough proof points and success stories out there that again yeah. most people are getting over the hump yeah. and now it's uh, doesn't do any of us any good customers or uh, vendors if yeah, yeah. projects uh, die or fail or right. stall out for whatever reasons or Fail to meet expectations right Mm -hmm. understanding the throughput rates and the kind of the payback models and so on and so forth is all related as well so anyways becoming more of a real business than a science
0: project right yeah yeah instead of more just this research thing and then people being like oh that's cool but then how do i use it yeah Yeah. so so i think that's really interesting too to see how you know that's kind of just over the past couple years even like how that's how it's grown and now uh, customers are actually really, really kind of adopting it and now, yeah. you know, they're more educated I would say on it definitely. And, you know, they're looking for how can they now use it instead of like, oh, it's, it's just cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, we get asked about, in fact, in our booth, we're showing things like data dashboards and, mm-hmm. you know, so when, when a customer has 10 or 20 robots working in the facility, right, they want to see, all right, how do I monitor and manage performance? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I know if a robot is having a problem? I don't mm-hmm. want to have a person standing each one, each one, next to each one, right? right? So we have a control center functionality. Mm-hmm. The person sitting at a table like we are here with a, with a monitor yeah. and see, oh, robot number five had a problem. Mm. Maybe I can watch the last pick. We have like a video replay uh, function, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, the, the replay official. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you can say, oh, no, that was a success. You, you, you hit a button on the screen and you right. send it along. Or you say, oh, that's a failure or maybe it's a mechanical issue. Mm-hmm. I could dispatch someone to go over there and deal with it. But, you know, you let the robot run autonomously, pick as much as it can. Right. Uh, and then again, you have data and uh, uh, remote management functionality to help, mm-hmm. help. You know, in the production environment, every time you lose a few seconds, it's gone forever. Right. So you want to be able to resolve things uh, as quickly as possible and keep going.
0: Right. definitely. So thanks so much for coming by. Yeah. How can uh, we find out more about Right Hand Robotics?
1: Well, let's see. You can uh, always follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter. Okay. Come to our website. It's uh, righthandrobotics.com. Right. And. Uh, Kevin, I thank you very much for having me here today. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And LinkedIn, I would say I always see uh, you popping up that you're, there's some kind of news about right-hand robotics. So you guys are definitely doing a lot of stuff out there.
1: We, we try, you know, we, we, we try to, and again, we, we bias. Hopefully the things we publish are have some value and are interesting, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, we can always argue that, but, uh, <laughs> but we try. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll post uh, all that information on newwarehouse.com as well. So people can access it. So Vince, so thank thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Yeah. Thank
1: you. I really right. appreciate it. Right.
0: You've been listening to the new warehouse podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com.